What's your clicking like? Got good clicking, Richie? Pretty good. Join in if you're listening oh, to something. I feel Sam. mine's a bit of a thud rather than a click. Oh, actually, there is. There's no top end to that. No. That is the weirdest clicking I've ever heard. Have I got, like, I don't know, like, moist skin or something? Why is mine not clicking? I don't know. That's the weirdest. you got dry skin? Listen to mine. Here's mine, right? Richie's. I don't know what's happening. I don't know. It's like someone has taken the treble off your click. It's a bit better. No, it's back to where it was before. Don't really know what to say about that. I feel less of a man. Yeah. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. This is the golden age of video gaming. Uh, everyone's talking about the new video game Cyberpunk 2077. Have you seen that? It was on the side of a bus when I nipped out a minute ago to get a coffee. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I tell you what, if you're like someone of our age who has grown up playing someone like Manic Miner or Jet Set Willy, downloading it for 40 minutes to have one go and then put the tape <laughs> back in again. Kids these days don't realise how lucky they are. The graphics and everything look ace. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is where humans of the future augment their bodies with amazing technology and stuff. Yeah. A little bit like the Blade Runner movies, that kind of thing. And it's got me thinking, right... Just imagine, right, this is the future, and if you could enhance one part of your body with tech, what would it be, and, and how would it make your life better? Now, you see, I, I always migrate to sport very quickly, so I think I would milk the millions that are there in the world of tennis. OK. And I would go for a bionic right arm. <laughs> I'm hoping you're going to just use this for tennis and no untowards things. Yeah, for the, like, the serve and all that kind okay, of thing. OK, cool. Yeah, you know, so perfect my serve and volume, my baseline. I don't, I don't know what you're on about. <laughs> Can hear you grunting from upstairs. That's it, yeah. So you're going to try and get quite later in life, no offence intended, into the tennis scene. Correct, yeah, but it doesn't. age isn't a, pro, age isn't a thing. In the if future. You, if you've got the old bionic right arm... <laughs> it, really, it really overcomes doesn't, everything, doesn't, doesn't it? doesn't matter. 43-year-old winning Wimbledon. There's a movie in it, too. Well, this fella here, Lazy Boy on Texas, I'd enhance my thumb so I don't have to keep adjusting my grip on my mobile phone. Great idea. But I imagine in the year 2077, your phone will probably integrate it into your hat. That's just how <laughs> yes, it is. Very true. And I have. Tea Drinker has uh, tweeted us, uh, obviously on Twitter, great name by the way, I'd like to develop a hearing power whereby when someone starts talking to me, what they say is automatically translated into what they're really thinking. Would you really want that though? Do you know what, sometimes it's good to be lied to. You don't want to know what people think deep down. I'd have to agree with you here. I, I would like as well, just going down that hearing theme, what would be quite good is the you know, some kind of tech which records what someone said is while they're talking to you, if you're not properly listening. Yes. So if they question you and say, you're not listening to me, what did I just say? You can spool it back like a Black Mirror episode. I have to be honest, I thought when I started reading that tweet, that's what they were going to suggest. I think that's a better idea of the tech. That might be a better enhancement of that tech. All suggestions are welcome. I kind of like um, a need-the-loo predictor. You know, like, sometimes it's the worst thing in the world being caught short and needing to go for a wee and you've got nowhere to go. So, as mean? if, you know, like on a car dashboard these days, you yeah. can see how many miles you've got to go until the petrol station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it actually <laughs> tells you how far you can go on this bladder. And a little bit like the actual uh, fuel symbol on your car gauge, maybe what side the handle is, what's that, <laughs> you know, yeah. just possibilities. Meanwhile, Matt Kitchen says on Twitter, I would enhance my knees so they don't sound like Rice Krispies when I get up in the morning. Uh, we're having a, a peer into the future on Home Time this evening. If you could enhance a part of your body with bionics, tech that we don't even understand yet, what would it be and how would it make your life that much better? Uh, you can uh, text us, 81215. You can tweet us at Absolute Radio. Helen, uh, what bit of tech are you putting in your body? <laughs> we reckon you should have a video camera in the end of your finger so that you can see round 
<laughs> you can see. <laughs> Go on. Where are we seeing? Where corners and like seeing the bottom of your handbag and see under your car seat and that kind of thing. If there are people listening right now that have had a particular thought about what to do with this tech, right? You're wrongans, yeah. and you know you're wrongans, okay? Yeah. I just we just worry about what people listening now might go where they would go in their mind with this. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I'm sure it could help with that kind of thing as well. <laughs> oh, Helen! Oh, word, Helen, none of us had gone there. <laughs> Bye-bye. Angie says, uh, my hearing, I'd improve my hearing. I love being nosy and hearing conversations. Do you remember that bit of tech from about 15, 20 years ago called the Whisper 2000? <laughs> and it was like a little Walkman, black little Walkman thing that you could have on your, on your hip that allegedly could let you listen in, eavesdrop on conversations 200 metres away. Yeah. I never bought one, I never <laughs> had one. I'd love one, but that's kind of that. Natalie's got a great idea in uh, Barry, South Wales, microwave in my stomach for on-the-go snacking. little yeah. bit like Krang from the uh, Ninja Turtles. She makes a very valid point. Fantastic idea. These are brilliant. We've got Amber on the line. What would you enhance with tech, Amber? I would definitely have a bionic spine because everybody has a bad back at some point in their life and I work on cars and I always have lower back pain. Yes. A bionic spine. So how's that working? So in effect, would you sort of like, you'd wake up with the bad back and then would you like press a button that just like grink, puts your back ready for the day? I reckon it would just be a full replacement so you'd just never have a bad back ever again. Do you know what? I like the idea of this and I have a bad back. I mean, I mean everyone's got a bad back, haven't they? But I quite, kind of enjoy giving my back a little click first thing in the morning. <laughs> it makes you feel like I'm alive, Amber. I mean, maybe a little bit like, you know, electric cars now which have got a pretend car noise. Yes. Maybe they, there's a button where you could just have a pretend piped bit of back clicking noise just so you felt like the old days. Just a built-in speaker that just clicks whenever you fancy. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> that'd be amazing. Get in touch with the show. Emma says, I'd like a bionic eye that tells me who someone is how I know them and what their name is, because at my age, I'm terrible. You know, sometimes you've had a yeah. panic on about not remembering someone's name. Big that, time. That would be brilliant. Keith, what are you having? Uh, uh, bionic glute arm. <laughs> bionic what? A glutting arm. <laughs> so, so we can get the glutin done quicker to get home. That's a, it's a very specific suggestion, may I say. So, uh, to, uh, this is really thick of me, right? Specifically, what is grouting? Well, it's, it's like, the, that's the, like the, the stuff that you put tiles up, isn't it? Is that what that is? It's the joints between the tiles. All right. And so what, you're a tiler, right? Uh-huh. Is that the worst bit of your job, the bit that you hate the most? Yes. And uh, me and my son's here. Me and my son, Colin's here trying to get the, the grouting done quicker. Keith, all right, look, I, I understand the rationale. Let me transport you to Saturday evening. How do you then use your grouting arm? Because it's bionic um, seven days of the week. It's mainly used for grouting, so what else can you use it for? Well, a Saturday night, you could use it to, to lift some some glasses of lager. <laughs> what, of and lager. then grout them to the bar? <laughs> no, no. You wouldn't be grouting at that time, you would be just drinking. Okay. <laughs> I tell you what, though, you wouldn't be grouting, you'd just be drinking. What a, what a brilliant way to, to maybe um, put ketchup on top of sausage rolls and stuff <laughs> like that as well. Idea. You can put ketchup oh, instead yeah. of grout. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, tell Callum to finish up. You've got a brilliant idea. You're going to be a millionaire. <laughs> they really make it worth listening to. Absolute radio. Now, Brewster's Millions, a fine film. Tomorrow on this show, one of you is winning a fifth of a million. So imagine if Brewster's Millions was, in fact, Brewster's fifth of a million. Brewster's Millions. 
It's one of the follow-up films. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Bruce has not got as, quite as much money. So, you know that famous photo of Richard Pryor sat on all the cash? It'd still be a lot of cash, but you'd see the floor in some areas. <laughs> yes, you would. So, here, obviously, we will give you the details in around about five minutes as to how you can be entered to win that £200,000 on tomorrow's show. But a reminder that time is ticking. Yeah. But time is of the essence here. So let's just pause for a second and imagine that the movie was... Brewster's Fifth of a Million. Uh-huh. So let's run with that instead, OK? You have got 24 hours to spend away £200,000. How are you doing it? It's, it's trickier than you think. For me, and this is going on recent experience with the kids, I'd go down to the local uh, dealer of Sylvanian families <laughs> and just buy two families' worth, a couple of hedgehogs or something. <laughs> it, it can build up, can't it? Those things are ridiculous. They can, they can. Sylvanian families, but probably even a small box worth for 200000 I've been thinking about what I would do, and I've actually planned this out. Okay. I would buy a high-performance car, but I'd okay. buy one that's coming in at just shy of £200,000. I was going to say, because they, they're quite expensive, they aren't are they? expensive. Things? So I think I'd buy one of these Mercedes-AMG things, all right? All right, yeah. They're good, all right? See, I know a lot about cars. <laughs> I and, don't. And then what I'm doing <laughs> is I'm, I'm buying it just shy of £200,000, Driving down to the Channel Tunnel. Is the money in the bag at this point, then, on the, on the passenger <laughs> there's, seat? There's a little bit of money left, all right? Yeah. And I'm going on a nice road trip in pre-COVID times or post-COVID times. OK, right, yeah. Channel Tunnel, down onto the continent, yeah. heading towards Germany to the Nürburgring, to that place where you can basically drive your high-performance cars very fast. What is it? Do they do the Formula One there, do they? Is it one of the places they do Formula One? They do, one? yes. But it's also this place where, like... Any Herbert can take their car and drive fast. So I'm going down there, big road trip, staying in a very high-end German <laughs> Premier Inn, coming back, <laughs> got the high-end car and the memories of a good road trip. There you go. Hey, what, what a story to tell, though, when you're bankrupt. I, yeah, <laughs> once upon a time, I would have spent it on the Arsenal, but that seems like dead money these days. <laughs> uh, Continental Boy Racer, that is yeah. the whole vibe that Richie's going That's for. That's what I'm doing. Peter says, uh, weekend at Centre Parks during term time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're also getting some comeback on the uh, on the car boot thing uh, that we discussed oh, earlier. Yeah. Uh, Martin, waiting for the Isle of Wight ferry, says Richie's onto something. Dogs coming, dogs can't go in saloon car boots, and they are four doors. Richie, right? I've always wondered why. Why do they say it's a three door car when one of the doors is clearly the boot? That's not a door. You never get in your car via the boot, do you? You ever do that? Richie reckons it's for dogs. Exactly. That's why they're clarified as three doors or five doors because if you're a do- if you're a dog, you're looking at it thinking there's the door. That's and the irony is, we could be whistleblowers on the whole industry here, and Absolutely. that might alert a load of dogs. Anyway, that's anyway, anyway, a sign. That's by the by. Uh, we've got Des on the line. Des, how would you blow the money in 24 hours? Basically, it's going to be a new hip. I need one. And uh, then shed loads of new motorbikes. All right, all right, Barry Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> so, is, is the old hip prohibiting you from being on motorbikes at the moment? Yes, very much so. I love the fact that you're celebrating your new hip yeah. by buying... How, I mean, how many, I, I, I don't know the price of motorbikes. How many could you get for 200 grand? Well, probably quite a few, but I'll probably keep it sensible and have maybe two or three. Good lads, just uh, keep a lid on it to start things off. How did you do your hip then? Is it just general wear and tear or was it a biking thing or what? It's a um, result of bi- motorbike accidents, yeah. But you're getting back on yeah. the saddle. It, it's got to be done. It's in the blood. <laughs> Listen to it. Don't you want like a nice saloon car or something sensible, <laughs> like a people carrier, something like that? Uh, too many wheels, I'm afraid. All right, <laughs> <laughs> Too it's many wheels. Cheers, <laughs> Des. Good luck tomorrow.
Oh, that would be great. Thank you. This is a really intriguing one. They say, uh, if I won, I would fund Emily Lenscott's 2021 season. And okay. she's a uh, she's a motor racing driver. Fantastic! So, something you know, maybe sponsor them to drive for the whole year, which is quite cool. Get your name on the side of the car. I love that idea. Stephen Cheltenham uh, says, "Fellas, I'm going to speculate to accumulate so eight thousand lucky dips on the Euro lottery." So, he reminds me of one of those people. You know when you see them winning on a fruit machine in a pub? Yeah. They put the money straight back in again. Yes. Now, you know, we, we had this this thing about the number 99 ball coming out of the Tuesday Tombola a couple of times on the yeah. trot. Is Steve increasing his chances of winning the lottery by buying 8,000 tickets or not? <laughs> I genuinely don't know. I genuinely wish you hadn't asked me that question because <laughs> now my mind is fried again. Someone, uh, Bamba Gascoigne, has got in touch uh, to say, Euro odds for jackpot, one in 139,838,160 million or something like that. So buy 8,000 tickets, odds reduced to one in 139,830,160 million, which increases the chance of winning by 5.72 times 10 minus 3, about 5,000 of 1%. I think it's fair to say he's all but one. I don't know what any of those words just meant <laughs> that I was reading now. I'm still confused. Daisy, how would you get rid of £200,000 in 24 hours? I would buy myself a whole new bedroom because um, a candle ignited a fire um, a couple of weeks ago. Which oh, Daisy. Was terrifying. <laughs> Uh, um, and so I'm currently sleeping on floorboards, which isn't very nice. But oh, yeah, well, this thing ha- this happened to my brother at university. They they fell asleep with a candle uh, in you know quite safely on top of the TV, but it melted over, and then they woke up and the room was on wow. fire. Wow! It, it was terrifying, it was, was terrifying. it? Terrifying. Yeah, it was absolutely terrifying. I just moved it from my windowsill to my bedside table, and within minutes everything was alight, and it was it was terrifying. But luckily, no one got hurt. So, so you're okay. Everyone else is okay. You just not got the bedroom you want at the moment. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, my family put it all out before calling the fire brigade. So we got it out. We got everyone safe. It was, it, yeah, it all worked out in the end. So if you had 24 hours to spend £200,000, like you'd be straight down. Where would you go to go and get a bedroom sorted in 24 hours? <laughs> I, I've got no idea. I, I don't know. Probably John Lewis, hopefully. Oh, she's, go, she's going high end. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you've got to do it, you've got to do it right. Well, listen, fingers crossed for tomorrow. We'd love someone like you to win it, but it sounds yeah. like we're definitely uh, you need a bit of a, an upturn in luck after the week you've had. Absolutely. Well, upturn in a year. I've had um, a couple of car accidents earlier on in the year and, you know, everything with COVID. I actually had COVID at one point and... The fire, everything. It's been a mental time, but thank you so much. Daisy, good luck. There's 14 days to go of this wretched year. Next one's going to be yours, okay? Perfect. Thank you so much. We are very excited to meet our seventh Dave of Christmas right now. We're going around the United Kingdom, meeting different Daves, hearing their singing voice and putting together an amazing song to boot. Uh, So let's go to the phones and say, who have we got on the line? Hi, it's Dave here from Sudbury. Dave from Sudbury. Good to meet you, Dave. Shortly to become our seventh Dave of Christmas. How has your Thursday been, Dave? Uh, Not bad. Been at work, just doing uh, kids' dinner at the moment, so... What they have what's, what's the dad dinner that you're doing this evening? Beans on toast well, with loads of pepper that my dad used to do for us all the time? <laughs> <laughs> no, fortunately, my wife had started a nice lasagna before I got home from work, so I'm just uh, finishing that off for them. When you say, <laughs> all right, when you say finishing dinner. it off, how, how much was left to do? Just <laughs> sprinkle a bit of cheddar on top? I've just got to cut it up and serve it, basically. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you say you're doing the kids' tea, you're just handing it out. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, what do you do, Dave, in terms of job? What's your thing? 
Um, I'm a CNC machinist in a local engineering firm in Sudbury. A CNC? I thought you were about to say you worked in CNC's music factory. I was getting very confused. I didn't realise they were still going. (laughs) No, not quite as uh, good as that. What kind of machine? What does does the machine do? Um, It's a CNC lathe, so I basically turn things out of metal in uh, various shapes and wonderful uh, sizes. It's uh, Quite, quite an interesting job. Yeah, yeah. sounds it, doesn't it? It's above our level, that's for sure. Well, maybe, Dave, you can turn our 12 Daves of Christmas into a, a, a top 10 hit with your bit of singing. We were looking forward to this. <laughs> yeah, I can't promise it's going to be good, but I'll have a go. I'm expecting baritone at best. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's take it away, Dave. We're looking forward to it. <laughs> On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Dave from Suffrage. Dave from Addleston. Dave from Rayleigh. Dave from the Forest of Dean. Dave from St Albans. Dave from Tottenham. And a day from Nottingham. Yes! Another high quality day. Beautiful singing voice and uh, this song's shaping up. We've got one final slot in our our birth of Dave's for this week. We want you to be involved tomorrow. Uh, Yeah, get in touch. Uh, You can text us right now, 8.12.15, or tweet us at Absolute Radio. The only proviso is, you've got to be called Dave. We are very excited about Tuesday of next week. It's the Hometime Christmas Movie Watch Along. Obviously, everyone's apart at the moment and it's a bit of a nightmare. We wanted to try and come together as best we could. Uh, on a Tuesday night, next week, to watch a Christmas movie decided amongst ourselves. We all press play at the same time. And then, yeah, we know that we're in, enjoying and experiencing the film all alongside, uh, along with each other at the same time. A little bit of time to have a bit of community when it's hard to do that at the moment. And uh, yesterday, you were getting in touch with so many Christmas movies, but we gave you, like, two different directions you could take. You could either go down the traditional Christmas movie route or you could go the left-field Christmas movie route. And we thought, uh, now, I will take you through some of the most popular suggestions we've had for the traditional movies. If you looked at the two of us, you'd probably say I was a bit more traditional by my friend here is a little bit more left <laughs> Slightly off the wall. <laughs> so, the five that have been the most most popular suggestions that are more traditional. Elf. Yes. It's a Wonderful Life. Is that the black and white one? <laughs> There's a speed limit in this town. It's 50 miles an hour. I'll give, them and give you a ticket. No one talks like that. Can't do black and white films. Muppets Christmas Carol. I like that. That's I like kids. that. That's a good kids. movie. Uh, Scrooged. Have I seen that? I th- is that Bill Murray? Yes. Yeah, good film. Polar Express. Freaks me out. Uncanny Valley. <laughs> There's a thing called Uncanny Valley when CGI computer technology is too close to the human being and the human being themselves get revulsed by the image. Uncanny Valley. I knew we would get, in an instant, your thoughts on all of those films. Where are you leaning on these, then? What I'm, do you think? I'm leaning towards one of those movies, but I will tell you tomorrow, because I think tomorrow, as we head into the weekend, we will we will shortlist the movies the listeners can vote for. But there's definitely one jumping out for me. Here are your curveball choices then for Tuesday night's Hometime Show uh, Christmas movie watch-along that we're all going to be doing. Go on. Uh, Fiona suggested Bernard and the Genie. I've got absolutely no idea what that is. <laughs> never heard of it. Uh, a couple of votes for my favourite, uh, Gremlins, which yeah. could be a good one. It's a okay, bit, yeah, a bit yeah, scary. Yeah. Someone else says Krampus as well, also pretty down. I mean, 
could scare ourselves on Tuesday night. That'd be quite cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, load of votes for Die Hard. Is it a Christmas movie? It isn't. That's the whole question. And Graham suggests Trading Places. Now, uh, Trading Places, uh, that was the one that they said that uh, there's a certain TV channel in Italy that has had it on on Christmas Eve for a consecutive 25 years. Oh, is that that film? Yes. I like the sound. It's in the bag. It's in the mixer. We will give you a shortlist to vote for over the weekend on tomorrow's show. Uh, that's the show in the bag. Go on, Richie, give it one more click. Maybe it was just an anomaly. Can I? I'm just going to wipe this on my thigh. It's like cricket, this. Just about to bowl. Here we go. This is going to be it. This is it. No, nah, it's still doing it. OK, guys, you ready for this? One, two, three, four. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. Let me hear you say. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. It is now over. Oh, it's over. Done. It's over. It's done.